You're a swimmer, a cyclist, a runner. You're a triathlete. You're a conqueror of the multi-sport mentality. You seek greatness in your everyday life. But as an age grouper, your forte is the physical fitness that you strive for. Endurance is your middle name. You're listening to the Age Grouper for Life podcast, the ultimate source for living the triathlon lifestyle. Colin and Elliot will discuss the most optimal training techniques to get you where you want to be mentally and physically so you're ready to bring it. You can do it. Ready to bring it? Welcoming your host, Peak Triathlon and USAT certified coaches, Colin Cook and Elliot Kawaoka. What's going on, everybody? This is Colin with... Hey, guys. It's Elliot. And this is episode 53, I believe. And we have a special guest with us, Noel Moki. How you doing, Noel? Hi, good. Good to be here. Thanks for joining us. So those of you who are not familiar with Joel, we'll get his little uh, background here. But uh, we're fresh off of Ironman Tulsa, where Noel participated and uh, had a great day. And uh, I had met him at Ironman Florida last year. So uh, thought it'd be a great time to bring him on here. So thanks again for joining, Noel. Yeah, thank you. And also good. Yeah, congrats on your race at Ironman Florida. That was amazing. And the thank reason you. I want yeah. to uh, pretty darn good race for you too. We'll talk about that a little bit too. But uh, so is that where you, you guys is that where you guys met? In we Florida? did. Yeah. So uh, uh, we didn't realize it uh, at the time, but I think we were right next to you to kind of chit chatting before the the swim, right? We were walking. Oh really? So, yeah. No, I, I didn't so. know that. Okay. I, I believe we did. Yeah. And oh, then we, okay. were, we were messaging uh, after the race. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. So. What were you doing so far ahead of, or what were you doing in line with Noel? He beat you out of the water by like 10 minutes. <laughs> is that yeah, your exactly. part? Is that your is that your your rough patch, Colin? Because he beat me the rest of the day. <laughs> I did. Yeah, the swim is definitely uh, a work in progress for me still here for sure. But uh, perhaps I got a little aggressive with my seating uh, of myself in Ironman Florida. Hey, it worked out. It completely <laughs> That's worked right. out. I was very impressed. <laughs> but uh, tell us about you, man. Yeah, I um, am a triathlete and I actually live here in Tulsa where Ironman Tulsa, where I live here, this is my hometown. So it was really cool that we got a Ironman. Uh, uh, we got the Ironman. I think it was between three cities and we happened to get it, which, and I was not, I was not even going to start, step up to the full distance until, and this was kind of that last push that needed, I needed it. Uh, and then obviously we signed up in 2019 and that got canceled. And so it's been, it's, this race, Ironman Tulsa has basically been um, like two years thinking of, uh, I've been thinking of this for two years. I've ridden, I ridden the course a bunch of times before it got canceled the first year, then ridden it more and, uh, but yeah, and I'm, so anyways, I'm a triathlete from Tulsa and just race Ironman Tulsa. And um, I've been in triathlon for six years. Um, I'm coached by Matt Hansen. Um, you guys know who that is? Yeah, yeah. of course. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a great coach. I've been with him for four years. Um, and I um, uh, have kind of similar history as you, right, Colin? Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, 
and now and so based off of my well I guess we'll get into that later but my race and now I'm after this Ironman I'm heading to Kona this year um Uh, yeah so was that your second was that your second Ironman yeah that was my my second full distance yeah um and I actually I know I've only done two but it's kind of my favorite distance now I don't I I don't know I just really like it yeah Um, that's great that's great. Cool. Oh, yeah. And, and Noel is saying that uh, we have similar backgrounds. So yeah. he also has a, a drug background and uh, really turned his life around here. You can actually, if you uh, Google him, you can see some pretty cool videos that uh, have been made about him, you know, talking about his story and things like that. So um, that was definitely a, a bond for us here, but uh, mm-hmm. very cool and inspiring to uh, see somebody turning their life around as well here. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah. And I, and then you, so, and then you, um, you did what you did at Ironman Florida. And I was like, that was my goal, but you were the only one who did that there. I believe you went sub nine. I think you were the only one who did that in the age group category sub nine. And I was like, Hey, yeah, that's I think you're right. yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. and I, I reached out to Colin and was like, so like, I think I asked you like, had like <laughs> have any tips or something, but, um, no, you, um, yeah. And so I was very impressed. And then I saw you on slow Twitch. That was it. And then I saw you on slow Twitch after Ironman Florida and found out that, wow, you are, were a drug in, an addict also. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I really want to, uh, speak to you. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then you joined, you've also had the, uh, the honor of being on slow Twitch as well now, huh? I did. It was like right after that, uh, yeah. a guy named Herbert, uh, yeah. Yeah, said he wanted to do it. So I was like, oh, no. Yeah, so I was on Slow Twitch finally, which is pretty cool. Um, Absolutely, yeah. And so, um, and I didn't realize till doing a little more extra homework on you over the last couple of days, uh, so you swam as a kid, huh? Really briefly, I swam okay. for one, yeah, very, I swam for one year in eighth grade. In oh, wow, okay, so yeah. minimal, no kidding. And then So where are your swim times coming from? I know, from? Those, those, <laughs> those swim times you're throwing up uh, reflect otherwise here. I know, and for some, and I get asked that a lot, like I was in high school, and no, for some reason, that one year just stuck with me. <laughs> like, I like remembered it or something because yeah yeah but even i mean um you you put in a lot of time in the pool though right oh you mean just for training now training wise sorry yeah yeah no yeah i have i'm i'm still swimming yeah yeah uh six six five to six days a week and like every swim is around 5k 6k um so we do yeah we do do a lot of work and the my one of my i guess matt's philosophy is kind of like you're not necessarily training to get faster, but you're training to make sure you're that the least fatigued possible is what definitely definitely agree there. You know, there's I feel too many coaches and too many people in the sport that just say, Oh, the swim is, you know, 10% of your day. Why, you know, waste all this effort and this time in the pool? You know, um, well, yes, you may not see these, you know, gigantic gains in the pool from all that time. You know, how much are you impacting your bike and your run because yeah. you know you're not putting in the time in the pool and, and being efficient with your swim. So And I feel uh, like swimming you can be you can do as much volume as you want because I mean it's not I mean exactly. it's a lot different than running a hundred miles a week. I mean your right. body would be wrecked. Right. Exactly. No, yeah, it's also point. just an easy, low impact way to get more cardio in. Yeah. So so yeah, yeah that's kind of how, how we've been training is is fine. Yeah. Uh, Monday through Friday and occasionally on Sundays. Uh, cool, cool. But. That's impressive. Yeah. So but yeah, I Elliot. Uh, work, so. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. What were you saying? Uh, no, I was going to bust Elliot's balls here a little bit, you know, and say Noel's going to outswim me here. If, oh, uh, he definitely is. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I I kind of do the same philosophy as 
No, I mean, I'm not as fast as you, but I'm a little bit more respectable than Colin. And <laughs> no i mean i swim like five to six times a week not 5k but more like 3k but i think it's about consistency and just getting the feel for the water and like you said i mean just you don't want to be tired at all coming out of the water yeah as fatigue resistant as possible colin do you not get to the pool much or i have absolutely no excuse well yeah look in the background he has a pool plenty plenty of excuses but i i now have an endless pool at my house yeah yeah an endless pool Yes, I do. Yeah. Right so, behind uh, you? Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. Uh, or right, right over my side here. Yeah. I, uh, I do oh, have wow. the, the pool here, actually. So this, this door there is to my pool. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Well, Dad, no, you don't have an excuse. No. <laughs> Dad, you have one. Even, I even want with that, it's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm getting better here. I'm getting uh, definitely the last month or so here of kind of flipped the switch a little bit and uh, getting, getting dialed in and getting excited for, uh, for racing and just uh, in Hawaii this year for sure. So uh, um, I'm gonna turn around. I'll make you guys proud here. We'll see. I so, want one of those so bad. Do you think it was a good investment? We'll see. I mean, it's still. I mean, it works out great for me. I do bring a lot of clients over here, and we use it. You know, oh, I use it for okay. for coaching. You know, primarily. Um, but the the th- the one knock to it, I'll say, is it is a treadmill, right? It's like it's a treadmill yeah. in the water and. As much as you feel like 25 yards isn't that long, it, it seems uh, like substantial when it's compared to the to the endless pool. So there's there's some monotony in it for sure. But uh, mm-hmm. you know you can still mix up the paces. You can't. You have certain things like with doing tempo or different efforts, like starting out strong in a you know 100 or a 200 and then dialing back and doing some things like that are a lot harder to do because you have to change with the remote the pace and stuff like that. Right. So so there's some limitations, but. Like, especially for technique and, you know, working with clients, there's just nothing better. It's incredible, you know, to get video and be able to see exactly what they're doing. It's awesome. So I'm definitely happy with it, but uh, I'll, I'll work to put a little more time in it myself here. How fast does yours go? Like what's its top speed? They claim 48 seconds per hundred, but wow. um, I, it's That's fast. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of going off of that. Uh, whatever pace I have it at, I'm going about 10 seconds at least per hundred slower than that. Oh, okay. it's it's I'm, I'm definitely calling suspect on the paces uh-huh. that it calculates you're doing but you know it's still you know which i think is good at the same time it's just kind of going off your field not getting too sucked into worrying about all your paces and right. stuff all the time you know so um but enough about me enough about pool we want to talk okay, about yeah. you man let's let's yeah. talk uh let's talk about this race here that you just had i mean so Really incredible that, you know, your second Ironman, you punched your ticket to Kona here, but let's, let's, and I'm sure, you know, obviously as a first time event, um, I had one client go who also uh, qualified for Kona. Um, but, uh, you know, what did you, what did you think of the course? I mean, you're, you're living in there. You, you, got, you right. obviously had some real insight in it. How was the swim? The swim was like glass that morning. Cause I know, um, well, it's a lake swim. So it's, it's, we have like a lot of our lakes, Every one of our lakes here is one of those ones you can't see your hand in the water. You know, it's so yeah. cool. But I thought that um, I I love this one. I love that. Like I thought it was really pretty. But I was thinking like all the people coming from Europe who swim in beautiful locations all the time are like, what is this? But I think they liked it. It was a very fast swim. I think the top swim was like forty six or something. So right. Uh, and uh, so it was. It was. Um, uh, you know, the thing with age group racing is we don't get. Well, first of all, it's not really, age group racing has kind of turned into just a time trial nowadays. We never Absolutely. really get to race Absolutely. anymore. Yep. It's pretty much every event I've gone to in the past 
even before COVID, it just feels like it's all time trialing. It is. Yeah, agreed. Because so, every, everyone starts at a different time. It's yeah. like every, and that was even before COVID. So it's just like, we're never really racing anymore. It's just, uh, which is not what you asked, but yeah, that was, so that's kind of no, how it is now. It's like, you're basically racing the clock because I crossed, I came in fourth in my age group, but I crossed the finish line as third for like a solid hour. They had me as third. And oh, then, wow. yeah, because someone ran, you know, someone who probably started literally last place across the line in these races can be, be the winner, you know? Sure. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. But anyway, so the swim went great, but it was, um, it was, um, for me, what I was saying was we don't, I only had one person to kind of work together with and draft That's, off. That was what I was going to ask about. Yeah. Okay. And there was just one guy. And, um, so I feel like had it been with kind of a faster pack, it would have been faster always, but, yeah. um, no, it was just one guy. So I was really, really happy with that swim. And, um, uh, oh, that's impressive. I mean, and even, you know, honestly, even, a, uh, my stage when i was my stage uh, or in your shoes i'll say in my career uh, i really wasn't even thinking about drafting that much here and to you to have that kind of strategy already dialed down is, is pretty impressive yeah oh right well it never works out because <laughs> there's never <laughs> well, that's, like that's rarely works out <laughs> yeah right right but when but you can find nice. some feet or somebody to work with uh you know highly encourage people to do that but yeah uh, but that's cool and it was it's a point-to-point swim correct yeah and it was also weird because it's also definitely the the transition one you set up all your stuff and then you have to walk um 1.2 miles it's 1.2 miles to the start through so they started uh uh yeah to the swim start and then you swim kind of out and all the way back where you just walk so it was definitely logistics of this race are pretty complicated mm-hmm. and um if you know how sometimes iron man sends you like review cards or i don't know I would say if I review it, I would just say, I would, I would say the logistics might need some work. Yeah. It was a bus to, I don't know. I don't, I, so, cause it was a bus to the thing and anyways. Yeah. And so my train and then, um, yeah, so I did a 50. And so another thing about this course was it's a one loop bike course, which is, I think that a lot of races are doing that, but mm-hmm. normally in like these big, big races, um, feels like I'm always around someone. I was actually pretty alone throughout the day. There was oh, always, yeah, it was really well, almost. That's what happens like, when you swim that fast, man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there was, you know who Eric Engel is, right? Yeah. 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 He was a guy I was looking out for and I knew he was going to come up, come up on the bike any minute. Um, and he did <laughs> relatively early. He came on the bike, but he got two flats. So double flats. So he, yeah. one, he, he flat it in front of me. I passed him and didn't see him again. And apparently he got another flat later in the day. So that was pretty much like the only other guy. And then a few women pros I would catch. Um, and it was just a very, I actually liked it. It felt more like a local race because it is a local race, but it felt like <laughs> instead of a big, big yeah. island where there's a bunch of like packs, you know, it sure. really. Well, that's good. But how about, uh, I mean, you, you got to ride a lot. What did you think about the course? And like, I heard a lot of people complaining about the quality of the roads and stuff like that. What are your, what are your thoughts on that? It, I was not a huge fan of people complaining about that. Like it's, I mean, I rode, I rode this course every weekend, the past six weekends before this race, Mm -hmm. literally the whole thing Uh, and doing like tempo work on it and stuff. And I didn't think it was, I never had a problem. And if, and I mean, a lot of people had flats, but that was also because of the rain, I think. But I just, yeah. I don't know why people, I mean, it's beautiful. It's re- if you want Oklahoma, that course, there was, it went out to these farms and 
with we passed baby goats we passed uh, a family i remember on the race we passed a family um and one of the the kids or something was just holding a chicken like right up he's just holding it that's like super oklahoman uh, and i was like just very very um authentic yeah. and i thought and i loved i love it out there it's very scenic and yeah we have some potholes but there was also there's potholes but there's also really good stretches on highway um yeah. so yeah the, and, the bike course, and were those were the sections with the lower quality were those closed to traffic or were those uh still open to traffic like did you have like was there opportunity to move out and and get away from those potholes oh, yeah oh, oh yeah pretty yeah. much and then you know it's also a sunday morning so right yeah there was really i think i think i want to say almost the entire plate entire course was still open to traffic but barely anyone was out there but yes there was totally room to move okay um uh and and what do you think i mean elevation wise and actually i did talk to my client after the race um we expected it to be a little bit hillier and like the the climbs when you look at the profile looked like there was some like super steep climbs like yeah. kind of short punchy things did you feel is do you feel like that's the way it is or like, yes it's it not there's no big climbs they're all very short you can like see the top of them but they're all pretty steep pretty steep um, yeah yeah they're all pretty steep yeah short punchy climbs but kind of a lot of them and at weird places too like a mile like 109 there's a really steep climb um, right at the beginning, there's kind of a steep climb. Um, it's very dynamic and very, and if you like, if you're, if you're a good biker and you like biking and testing your bike skills, it's, there's so many, it's just so, there's no continuity. It's always very, uh, there's a, the fast section is this 20 mile on a beautiful highway with beautiful roads, but it's right back into a headwind. Um, it's just a really challenging bike course. And I think yeah. if you like, if you respect biking and stuff and respect, or, or just you like biking it's a good one i think it's a good course and yeah a lot yeah. of the people on the yeah so ah, um, cool that's great to hear and do you do you ride by power or what were you kind of using for your perceived rate of exertion i was supposed to ride by power and it kind of so i had a do you know who joe skipper is the mm -hmm. he stayed at my house and he kind of has a oh really nice yeah, for the for the race him and a, a buddy of his and his dad and he kind of uh has a different philosophy. Like, I was gonna not even look at speed, but then he told me to look at speed. And yeah, really? Interesting. Yeah, I was, because Matt, yeah, so full transparency, Matt tells me not to look at speed and just look at Watson focus on. I, I typically agree with Matt, you know, because yeah. again, like you said, you know, if you're going one direction on a highway that's got this super tailwind, right, and you're flying along, you know, you could be putting out whatever it is, let's go simplicity, hundred Watts, right. And you're mm -hmm. flying, you know, that's, that's great, but you're really not putting out maybe what the effort you should, you turn around and you're putting out 200 Watts and you're going way slower than you want, you know, like, right. you know, so that's really, you know, what should be the benefit of power is it's going to be able to, regardless of those X factors of the conditions, you should be able to sustain a, a consistent, you know, if you want to, or, or at least understand what your effort is. Right. Right. So and what's, what's Joe's logic behind, I mean, so, for him, I mean, it's, I guess it's a little bit different with the pros, but, um, but I'd be curious to hear what, what he was kind yeah, of talking about. Yeah, we, we had a long conversation about that, probably, because he was here almost a week before the race, so we talked about all this stuff that I never even thought of, and he's like, he just says, I guess what I got out of it was he um, says, like, if you're, if you're riding, say you're, say you're, you're riding and you see uh, you're going 25 miles an hour, which is a really good, hey, that's really good, but you're only pushing, uh, 
like, but you're only pushing like 160 watts or something. He's like, stay there. Don't try to, he was more like saying, don't try to go to your app, your watts that you were supposed to hold because you're going a good speed. So saving yeah. energy kind of was his yeah. philosophy. Yeah. And it, it took, and it, now it's now it's twice now that I've done it. I've done it both ways. I'm in Florida, not looking at speed, and okay. I'm in Tulsa, looking at speed and watts. Both so which day, which day do you feel went better? Ironman Tulsa. <laughs> Although well, I did bike slower, so but it's a different course. But, but it's a different, harder course, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, and I yeah. will say, I will say it was, it was pretty. I don't know what I'm going to do again, but I will say Ironman Tulsa went a lot better. But I, I do see both sides. Yeah. I mean, that's that's fair. I mean, you know, yeah, sure. If you're going at a good pace, and I mean, you know, at the same time, I always, you know, you you have to deal with what the day gives you, but you know, I always have, it's kind of roughly a time goal of what I want my bike. Right, right? Right. So you know what your average speed kind of needs to be to get there. Right. So, yeah. you know, there's, I'd be lying if there wasn't times, you know, sure. You, you kind of want to be aware of your speed, right. Uh -huh. you know, but, um, well, and great. honestly, but it can be yeah. a double-edged sword. Cause if you're pushing 400 Watts and you're going right. 17 miles an hour, you're like, what? So, uh, you know, know. I mean, you could be a huge head case about it too and look down and be like, wow, I'm going really slow today. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think it just validates maybe just really being in tune with yourself and, you know, taking advantage of what metrics we have, but at the same time, you know, being able to go past that and not just mm -hmm. living or dying exactly by a number, you know, whatever that, whichever number you're looking at, you know, mm -hmm. um, but uh Oh, that's interesting. Uh, interesting, good feedback there. And uh, that's really cool that you stayed with, or Joe stayed with you. Uh, it was uh, cool. He got me out. And he also, he kind of got me out of my head. It, it normally just been me kind of nervous the whole time. He has a whole different, he's like his 50th Ironman. So he's yeah. one. Yeah. And he just got me. He also had a whole nutrition strategy. I didn't even think of like, he just, he was just really, he's really smart. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have heard he's uh, he is a sharp guy. Um, yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's really cool. He shared it all with you. I know. Right. Yeah. I know. Apparently some of it's some trade secrets, but, um, <laughs> no, he shared it all. All right. Were after this ever... call, we're talking to him. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? No. Well, I was going to say, were you guys ever thinking of doing this race? Uh, I don't have it on my immediate list here. I'm, uh, well, or you, I guess you don't know me enough, uh, yet. No, uh, you know, I was, I always uh, say that uh, the the Ironman I'm training for is the last one I'll do, and then <laughs> oh, that's funny. Somehow, yeah. you know the you know actually we were joking while we we're waiting for you to jump on is uh, you know it's just this is my new addiction and uh, I can't seem to to break this addiction. It's a lot healthier, you know, and uh, so um, but you know I've got I've got four kids eight and under, so it's not getting. Oh, you have four kids? Year. I did not know I that. Do. Yes, yes. So uh, it's uh, it's finding the balance is, is quite challenging, you know, and, uh, that's an it's, extra obstacle, but, uh, I do love it very much. And I also prefer the Ironman distance. So, uh, you do? Yeah. and I love, I love doing different courses, you know, I mean, outside I've done Tremblant twice and Arizona twice. Besides that I've done, uh, and then, uh, Hawaii five times, but, uh, besides that, all the other Ironmans I've done is different ones. And, you know, as a coach, I guess I justified going to do different ones so that I can speak to each one of the races, you know, better right. um, for clients and stuff like that. So uh, especially with this being a new race, you know, I did talk to my client a bit about it, but uh, um, sounds pretty cool to me. I mean, it's and it's at a great time of year, too. Right. Especially if you're lining up and you want to do well in Kona. Yeah. Plenty of time it is a really good time. To cover and, um, you know, 
Um, so yeah, I could, it's, it's not, uh, something I'm committing to for next year yet, but, uh, I could, I could see that as a possibility here. And it's funny, to stay have, here, right? Yeah. Well, it's funny because <laughs> Joe already got that spot locked up for next year. <laughs> oh, wait, I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say you do have a place to stay. Yes. If, yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, I was, well, I was also going to say, um, it's hard to, the, the thing about this race now is like, I feel like I'm almost obligated now to do it because it's here for two more years, but like, I mean, it's really rare to get to sleep in your own bed and then go do an Ironman, like a real branded Ironman, right? Like that doesn't. Oh, and yeah. How, how far away are you from transition? It's the bus to where, where you get to pick up the bus. It's like 10 minutes away. Wow. So cool. It's like, and I'm two miles away from the run course. I can bike from my house to the bike course and ride the bike course. We swim at the lake. So it's like, that's really rare. So I feel like every year it's here, I have to sign up. Cause like, how can you not? Might as well. Yeah. Yeah. That opportunity, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On your home course, no doubt. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I don't know uh, how much you heard. Uh, I mean, it was your, your hometown race, but I, and actually I, I had a bunch of coaching work. I think I put in like, between 12 and 14 hours of coaching on Sunday. And uh, I was, I had the race on in the background most of the time. And uh, so I heard your name a few times, you know, they were announcing, uh, they had, uh, they put <laughs> they you on the transition, <laughs> they put you in transition. So I did pause and I watched you go through transition. And uh, uh, I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, just to get to any, any age grouper to get that, uh, that uh, exposure was awesome. But uh, to know you, uh, you know, I thought it was even cooler. Um, but it needs uh, some work, doesn't it? <laughs> we, we can go over a few things if you want to. <laughs> yeah, it's, there is a lot. I, I'm actually kind of glad. I feel like you don't get to see that too often, like just no. a replay of your exact transition with the yeah. right there. I was like, you could have run with that, you could have already had. Like, yeah. there's like yeah there was definitely things I'm watching uh, I could have done. a, a yeah. few things like that that i would i would encourage you to think about but the other interesting thing too right is actually i guess both ironmans you've done you've changed and you know you haven't had to go through the changing tents yet which is yeah. something that uh for most races and you know previous ironmans that's what we'd have to do right so yeah you know, i've never done one with the changing tent. right yeah exactly so uh is there something you would do like what I'm trying to think of like what I would even need that for though, I guess. Well, I mean, the biggest difference, like you sat down, right. To do your, to change yeah. stuff like that, which, you know, it's okay. Um, but normally when you go through, you go through, you know, there's a male and a female tent you go into the appropriate gender tent and then you have, you can like sit down very easily. You know, they have chairs all lined up everywhere right. and things like that. So um, like, so yeah, I mean, in, in any other triathlon, like even in, in Florida, I didn't sit down, right? But it, but when there's the men, you know, when you go through the tent, I will sit down, right? Because it's, it's, it's right there, you know? Okay. So, so it's a little bit different. Um, you know, I think that uh, ultimately it speeds things up a little bit when you have all your stuff right at your bike, right? You know, you did, we normally actually, they do have the volunteers where you can just hand the bike off to them. Um, so that's, yeah, nice. that's a nice advantage um where you had to you know we had to carry our bikes in florida and at this one and elliot i'm sure you'll have to do that in coeur d'alene is is you know handle your bike the whole time but um but yeah um no i thought it was uh awesome that, uh, <laughs> that they, uh, they it was entertaining the opportunity to to yeah. be on camera for that and uh um no man it's it's all good so um but you know you so see how did you feel i mean what or sorry i don't have your splits in front of you what did you what did you ride do you remember? I rode a 502. Yeah. So cool. I definitely should have been easily under five hours, I feel like, on that course. But really? Okay. The ending was um 
rough. I don't think I've ever, both of my Ironman so far, I've only done two, like I said, but both of them after mile 80 on the bike, something happened. I don't know. I just start feeling. Well, I, I mean, know. honestly it could be, or I don't know, you know, how much volume. And I mean, actually that's a good question. I'm curious, uh, yeah. like what, do you, what, how much volume do you typically put in? Um, would you say, I mean, I'm sure it fluctuates depending on where you're in relation to your races, but um, I mean, if you're swimming five to six times a week and putting in that kind of yardage, uh, I got to imagine your, your training volume is relatively high. 20 hours, 20, 20, 20 25 yeah. hours. Yeah. Uh, that, to me, that's a lot. I mean, you know, for probably, a, lot yeah. of, a lot of age groupers, but, and the reason I asked that too, is, you know, you're saying that you're kind of hitting the wall around my mile 80. Um, yeah. Whereas, you know, I think as you get more experience in the sport and spend more time, you know, hopefully that will improve there, but you know, it also could be, I don't know what, um, like, did you, you didn't focus totally on your power, but like, was your power within kind of the range of what you're shooting for? Or, um, so, yeah. So when we look back, the average power was almost exactly what we were shooting for. Yeah. One watt under, was one watt under. So I guess it is what I was supposed to bike. Okay. But um, Joe, I keep bringing them, but he goes, he goes, you should have, um, he goes, you're making some arrow mistakes, mate. <laughs> I was like, he's like, he should, he said, yeah, you're a hundred percent. He's like, with that power, you should have um, probably biked a little faster. And I said, yeah. I probably make a lot of arrow mistakes. I just know. Yeah. Which, well, yeah. I mean, sure. I mean, did you, were you holding the arrow position most of the time or you feel like you get up out of the bars? The, so that's why I think the last 30 miles, I was up in a lot. And I just, yeah, I don't weird. know, both times I've done an Ironman now, those from 80, maybe male 80 to under 12 just feels awful. Like, I feel like yeah. I lose all my power. I feel like I start shifting around and getting anxious. Yeah. That's twice now. So now I know what to expect that that's where it gets really, because once I start the run, it, well, the first one, it, the run went awful, but this one, the run went really well. So it wasn't totally game over. It was just yeah. something about the bike at that. Um, how many, how many hundred plus mile rides, training rides did you do leading up to Tulsa? Like every single, I think every single Saturday for the last uh, but minus Galveston. So like, sit like. Oh. So seven, you've done a, several. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Every single one was like over 112. Like the longest was 126. Wow. And then we always would get off and do a, a brick run off of it with some type of tempo during that brick run. And then the next day uh, would be a two hour. Normally it was like minimum an hour and 45 minute run, but the yeah. longest one was two hours and 40 minutes. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. So pretty, yeah. pretty. I mean, that's, that's some pretty big volume. I mean, yeah. you know, I would say it depends on the year for me, but I usually maybe for the entire year, even if that includes a couple Ironmans, you know, excluding the races, I'd say I usually get five, maybe six century rides in tops. Throughout the whole year, right? Throughout Not, the whole yeah. year. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, it's all about what we have time available to us. I was going to say, that's a lot, hard. it's a lot easier for me. I can just go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, it's not a bad thing. And especially as you're building your experience, you know, I think you should benefit that from that, assuming that you're getting adequate recovery and things from that. So, mm -hmm. um, but uh, cool. All right. So, um, you know, you felt good heading out on the run? Yeah. And I was expecting the opposite. I could barely, in Florida, I could barely, I feel like I could barely, I was like in transition kind of shaking. And I was like, I did a seven minute transition in Florida. What you, we saw my transition today. It was still slow. But I was like way more, like the first five miles at Ironman Florida, I felt like I was like, I was just so much, so much better prepared this time to know what a marathon is, like real, realistically understand. Like, I just did not, 
a marathon felt very overwhelming the first time. And this time I knew I, I run on that run course almost every day. It's two miles from my house. It's a perfect place. I knew every inch of that run course where the hills were, which mile markers is what. Um, so that was, I think, kind of an advantage. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, I just felt really good. Like the entire time I, I was like so excited at mile five because I heard mile five is where people start walking or that's what a lot of people. And I was like, this is, I was, I said, and I passed my dad at mile 10 or something. I said, I feel like I can hold this for the next 24 hours. I can hold this pace. It's just so crude. I just, I felt so easy. And I was so not expecting that, which means I feel like I did nutrition pretty, pretty right or something. And it felt really good. And it was a not until mile, it felt really good the entire time until like mile 21 <laughs> and then it, it felt like I could barely move I felt it, it felt like I was telling my legs to yeah. you know I don't know I I, I I think you'd be lying to us if you told us you're still feeling great at that point you know not, not many people are feeling good at that point no no it, it was really interesting how it got I was like sir may may pass mile t- mile 10 I still felt pretty de- I was, and when I say decent I, I was like uncomfortable but more like mentally still very engaged in the race yeah. I was not checking out I was not I was not like oh, this is over. I'm not, that's kind of what I mean by, yeah. yeah Cause I, a lot of, I give up, I kind of give a lot of times I'm like, fuck it. Like I'm not <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not getting a Kona slot, blah, blah. And this time I felt very engaged pretty yeah. much till. And were you, uh, were you aware of like what place you're in coming off the bike? Like, I mean, uh, the goal was of the race I'm assuming was to try and get a Kona slot, right? Yeah. hundred percent. The goal was to get a Kona slot. And, um, Actually, I was not at all aware of what I was until when I first saw my dad, because once again, it's another time. We're not racing. We're just time traveling, kind of. I, 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 you, don't, you don't keep track of whoever. I knew right when I got it, right when I got out of transition, Eric Engel and this other guy who turns out to be the winner in my age group, uh, something Mayfield, C. Mayfield, uh, passed me right at the like a mile into the run and they were going way fast and I knew I could I was like I'm not I'm not even gonna try that that's too fast and um so it turns out and I knew Eric wasn't in my age group but it turns out the guy he was running with was in my age group um so I but anyways I thought no so no I had no idea until mile 10 where I was and apparently I was in third and the second place was two minutes ahead of me so that's all I got from that. But once again, it sucks because I feel like you would know. I feel like if there was ever a reason, even if you're going to get your ass kicked as a pro, like if you ever qualify as a pro, I feel like the reason I would take my card, I don't know if it's ever going to happen, but if it were to happen, that would be the reason because you actually get to race. It's a race. Yeah. You get to race. And there's no, you can get the best. I feel like you can get the best of yourself knowing, okay, this person is like, if someone catches you, where did you start? Did you start? two hours behind me did you start in front of me like <laughs> I, I don't know does that, does that bug you or does that is that just me that oh, big time yeah no I mean the you know we've talked about this for a while you know it's something where you know you can't fault people you can't fault them for wanting people to be safe and you know this is the format we're headed in so it kind of is what right. it is but you know I I truly miss the mass start of an Ironman and you know it's something you didn't get ever get to experience and like there's you know it's mayhem it's total chaos and like that's what's part of the iron man experience you know and so we've lost that but again you know especially for a safety perspective like you can't 
it's it's a shame to move, to lose it, but it's not that big a deal, you know, right? And uh, but I'd still argue, and I'm curious, you know, on your feedback, and even you know, as we're racing, I'm a huge, huge believer in you know, regardless of what anybody else is doing, you need to be focused on one person, and that is you, right? Totally. And when you when you race to your best of your abilities and control what you can control, that's what's going to give you your best result, you know, and put you in the best place to qualify or you know, wherever you want to be, and you know, result wise. So. You know, I think that uh, a lot of people wake, make too big of mistakes where, you know, in a pro field, maybe that guy goes past you in the run and you say, shit, I got to stick with this guy. You know, I got to try and, you know, and you may play a little bit different tactics, but um, I'll tell a quick story, even, um, you know, back at Ironman Texas, I love this story where one time I was really big on, you know, going out relatively easy in the first lap. That's a three loop run course. And one of the guys in my age group passed me and he was kind of like, yeah, see you later. You know, he, 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 cause I actually couldn't see my age or whatever. So he asked me and I said, all right, I'll see you later. And sure enough, you know, I picked it up later on and I passed him back because I didn't respond to what he was doing and say, Oh crap, this guy in my age group is, is beating me now. You know, I need to go catch him. I stuck to my guns, you know, and then I stuck to, to my pacing and I, you know, ended up eventually, you know, beating him. So um, you know, it's, it's all about doing what, what makes, you know, the most sense for you is, is what I really think equates to the, the best result. Yeah. And, and Ironman's too long to try to stick, to focus on anyone else, but yourself yeah. almost. I mean, I, I really think the, the key to Ironman is just patience and being smart and racing within your abilities. Yeah. Patience is probably like the number one thing. I mean, you know how many people start to run too fast? Right. Oh yeah. Exactly. Cause everyone's so happy to get off the bike and they just are like, Oh my gosh, finally. And then like three miles later, <laughs> they're walking. I mean, even going back to, to Florida, you know, like Steve Jackson was up, I think 23 or 24 minutes on me going into the run. And like, wow. you know, even hearing that I would like, if you told me at the beginning of the run, I would have beaten him. I would have laughed at you. It's like, no way, you know, that's like, that's just not even going to happen. Yeah. That's not a realm of possibility, you know? And so, you know, I just, I just did that. my thing. And then that's kind of what, what ended up happening, you know? So, um, I think that a lot of times, so and, when did you, when did you pass? Like when, do you know, like when, uh, when did I pass Steve? I think at mile, it was on the second lap. Um, I think right around at the, just past the turnaround heading back into town. So I forget where that is. That's probably mile. What's well, gotta be 20, 21 ish, something like that. He walking or no he was he was laboring for sure <laughs> he was uh, running ugly <laughs> yeah yeah um but uh but yeah he would know, have been the winner he was gonna win if you didn't he, he actually ended up getting third he he had oh, a well. disappointing run for him for sure but uh um one other guy i think passed him but uh he's a tremendous athlete definitely i truly have no business racing him so him, oh he's he's a stud for sure you know he's he's really strong so, um, but enough about that. So, all right. So you, you go out, you're, you're feeling good. And, um, you know, how, how you, you said you felt good till mile 20, 21 ish, and then just kind of had to dig oh. deep here. Uh, maybe that's a little, I don't know. <laughs> I just, the, the entire, the, the, the thing with this race was the entire, I was so not anywhere else. A lot of times in racing, I'm thinking of other stuff. I don't know why I just am, but yep. this run course has every single aid station knew knew me there was a sign for me right. i'm this uh, half this town I, I i know that sounds but like every single aid station the crowd support was amazing for this That's so um, cool yeah i saw people from my high school who were like oh my gosh you do this 
Like it's really, it was really cool. I don't think I saw people like my, my doctor was out there, my general practice. Yeah. So it was just, I was really, really vibing the whole. Well, that's even what they were saying on the, the Ironman coverage. They're like, Noel's got the most supporters out here. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Like yeah. <laughs> and I was surprised how much that helps. I don't know why I didn't think that, oh, absolutely. but it helps. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, the, I got back to the half marathon and then I turned to rack. No, wow, that's a big exaggeration. The, the whole half, last half marathon felt pretty rough. Yeah. I took that. I thought Joe Skipper told me to take a five hour energy shot. <laughs> Ready? Yeah. Those things are pretty good. If you ever. <laughs> yeah, that's, I still, uh, I will do Coke on the course when things get okay. rough, but I've, I've never done Red Bull or, or five hour energy or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, they have Red Bull on the course, which right. um, you never took it. You never took a Red Bull. Never done a Red Bull on course. No. Um, um but now I went out and I knew it was just one more lap and, um, uh, I, I, I don't know. I just feel like I, I was just, I kept getting more and more confident. Like I kept thinking something's going to go wrong. Something's going to go wrong and nothing kept going. Like everything, my legs kept moving. I was like, how are you still running? And then I kept telling myself, cause the first time I walked a lot and this yeah. time I was like, just don't walk because it gets harder to walk and uh, oh, it, it justifies walking so much more every time you do it, right? You know, once you kind of yes, get that mind, yes. and, yep, it's like, oh, you know, so you just, yeah, I'm and with then, you there. And that's that's huge to keep just pushing through there. Uh -huh. um, quick quick question logistically. Yeah. So, and it looked like from the coverage, there was like some of the aid stations, they were handing people water or, you know, cups and some you had to pick them up yourself. What was, was it kind of a mix there? Do you remember? Or, yeah, it was a mix. Now that, you, now that you mentioned it, I was like, yeah. Yeah, like half of them, yeah, some of them would definitely hand it and some of them you had it. Yeah, I don't know. Normally it's they tell them like what to do, right? Or right, yeah, I mean the protocol is supposed to be and they did comment about this on the coverage as well is that I think at the race it was supposed to be that everybody had to grab them themselves. And, because of uh, COVID, right? Right, right. Which I mean normally, actually, yes, you know, pre-COVID, pre you you know, to, you never had to pick up a, you know, a cup. It was always handed to you, you know, and hopefully. You know, I almost think, yeah. I almost think that way is less sanitary because the people who are going to get them, they don't, instead of, hey, you have to like, people are like leaning over. Yeah. Sweating, Ripping, sweating. Probably right. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, right. And I was thinking it actually would be a lot more sanitary if they stood away from the table and handed stuff. I actually gave you one. You're right. Everyone's going all over. And I was like, I did it. I was like breathing yeah. over all the cups and stuff. And I'm like, that's a yeah, good point. I hadn't really thought about that, but I think you're spot on with that. You know? Yeah. And like, um, and so I was like, this is gross. I was like, I'm sure people are like spitting in these and stuff um, <laughs> by accident. But. Right. right. No, I mean, but yeah, it's just curious, you know, to give, listeners to like expectations of what the you know they when the, they race here coming up here soon oh well another thing about this race is uh tulsa has a ton of we have really good running races we have route 66 half marathon tulsa run but downtown a lot a lot of tulsa races including this one seem to always like finishing downtown there's like pretty there's, it's a pretty place to finish races uh this guthrie green place where we finished this race and the route 66 half marathon um, I guess is a really good place to finish races, but to get back to it, you have, it's all uphill pretty much to get back. The last two miles are downtown kind of up this incline. It, Route 66 is an uphill finish. Uh, uh, Tulsa run is an uphill finish and Ironman Tulsa is now an uphill finish. And it's, that's 
that's hard. It's that hill's a bitch at the end yeah. of it. And oh, so, yeah. so if they people want to race it, the last two miles are pretty much uphill, which yeah. I know that doesn't yeah. sound, yeah. That, so you end up fourth in your age group. Let me ask you this too. So 150 slots given out, right? And you knew that heading into the race. Did you have potentially a different mindset knowing there was so many slots going to be given out or? No, because I had no idea what that meant. Because my, okay. this guy, Phil, uh, this guy, Philip texted me and said 150 slots. Let's go. And I'm like, what is that? I don't know what that, is that normal? Or like, I, I didn't know anything. I knew that I knew that I didn't get it in Florida because I came in seventh, which I don't, I was like, yeah, I didn't even look, I didn't even check. Cause I was like, there's no way I got it. But he said 150 slots and apparently on the app, it already, it already showed, which I didn't know until after the race, it shows, or maybe it didn't even show that until after the race. No, I, yeah. I think it's, it's not till after the race, but. Oh, um, okay. Cause for... someone sent me the screenshot of like how many slots were in each age group. And I was like, how did you find that? And they're like, it's right here. But that, I don't think that was available before the race. It was on the app or it yeah. was after the race. Yeah, I've got a picture of it now here. Just to yeah, you sent that to me. Yeah, was, that's what I was looking at right now. Right. I mean, yeah. so like my, my client was in the 50 to 54, which was the one that gave out the most slots. There was 18 slots in the 50 to 54. Yeah, there was nine in mine. And it's I feel un like. Unbelievable. It's a lot, right? That's a lot. And I feel yeah. like, I feel like uh this was not yeah slot allocation i feel like this wasn't available but either way even if it was available for the race i didn't know this i yeah. was almost well no so and this won't be available before the race because actually the way it works which is is very interesting is you know they're sure they they document how many slots are available at the race right but it's all based on the number of people that start the race in each age group right oh, so okay. they really technically don't know until the race starts right okay. And so, I was under the assumption you had a win. So I was, I was under the assumption you had a win or get very lucky if you're second. So, gotcha. so I, the entire oh, time. Okay. Oh, so you, you finished and you didn't even think you had one. Yeah. I thought I, I thought I, I knew the entire half marathon, the last, I knew once I was, they said I was in third. I knew if I don't catch two more people, I'm not going to get it. So I was pretty convinced that because even Tulsa, wow. yeah, the Tulsa world guy came and goes, I know you wanted Kona. Did you get it? And I, or something, I got interviewed with the Tulsa world. Um, cause I was the first Oklahoman to cross the line. I don't know if I told you that. Um, first yeah. Tulsa, but, um, and he said, like, did you get it? And I said, I don't think so. I said, cause I came in third and then yeah. I came in. And then when the, when the guy, the fourth guy came, I was in the med tent. And he goes, Oh, you're fourth now. I was like, Oh, then I definitely didn't get it, yeah. but I got it. So I know that's kind of a fluke. I know that's kind of lucky. Cause I feel like that doesn't happen in most races, but Hey, I mean, no, I, I don't see how we can discredit or sh nor we should discredit anybody that is taking advantage of what's available to them, you know, and uh, I mean, still, no, I mean, even fourth in your age group is definitely still potential. I think it's typically more two to three, you know, slots, um, but, uh, you know, fourth is a legit contender. I mean, you know, and, and it being your second Ironman, you know, you went, what, 923, right? 925 and 925, the first one I did whatever, you know um you know yeah 925 I, I mean that's that's badass man and the first one I did 1003 so I feel like I took yeah, 1003 on, a, on a harder course yeah on a harder course and it was only what like less than maybe exactly six months later Just or not about six months right yeah yeah exactly. yeah so I don't know I I'm not gonna pass that up but I do know <laughs> but yes to answer your question the entire run the entire race I pretty much thought I was over like I wasn't gonna get wow it. okay interesting 
Yeah. Well, we got a different uh, mindset for Elliot here. I mean, uh, you know, um, so I mean, or what if Elliot, uh, it would have been you know, your age group had 14 slots, right? So, yeah. I mean, as we, and, and Coeur d'Alene, which I mean, I, I just don't think that's going to really change my mindset. I mean, I'm kind of like, what do you mean? Like, so I actually, that's what I want to ask a question. So like, if, if you knew, like, if I knew I had it, like, what do you mean? Like, would I have stopped? Yeah. Right. I mean, so like, like, you know, right. So you're in, let's call it even third place and right. like a 40 slot race, you would probably, you're right. Really need to be and want to be pushing for that. I mean, you can't let anyone pass to, you. Yeah. To, right. To, to really, you know, feel relatively okay. confident that you're going to get your puncher ticket whereas you know with 150 slots you know it's you you know there's going to be substantially more right you got to basically oh, yeah. at least three times more of the slots in every one of the age groups right yeah you know? no i would not have and actually mike uh yeah no that wouldn't have changed and i also didn't even and i it kept going in and out of my mind i was like oh kona yeah kind of but then i was also like my dad told me I was, I said, what well, is my, oh, I didn't know my overall time at this race at all until mile, like six miles left. I finally knew my overall time. Cause I don't, I don't do a swim with the watch. Okay. I, I didn't do the bike. I did not look at what time I officially started. I thought it was like maybe seven, seven AM. Turns out it was six forty-five AM. So I was way off. Um, and then I, uh, did the bike computer. So, and then I just used the Garmin for the marathon. So I finally was like, you know what? What is my overall time? How long have I been doing this? And my dad said it was like, I was at like 840 something with six Eight miles to go. Yeah. And I was like, that's what I cared about. So I didn't even care about, I was like, wow. I was like, I could do a sub 930. I thought I could do a sub 920. Yeah. I didn't, but. So is that what kind of gave you, is that what kind of gave you motivation when it kind of get got really hard at yeah. 20 yeah. plus miles in? Yeah. Cause I was pretty convinced I wasn't going to get Kona anyway. So. I just really wanted to do like, wow, like get a, I thought a sub nine twenty would sound really cool. Um, I thought a sub nine would sound That's pretty cool too, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, no doubt. So a nine twenty five, you said, I um, said nine twenty five is definitely good too. Um, yeah. so you should be darn proud of yourself. But. I was, and I also, I was like considering what happened to Iron Florida. I was at, you know, 10 03. I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so much faster than <laughs> I was like, I cannot believe this has gone so well. Uh, so that was my motivation because I did not let up at all. I, I, I really went deep those last three, four miles instead of kind of yeah. closing in. That's definitely I, something we got to learn. You ended up in medical, right? You know, you went hard when, yep, yeah, it's good. Yeah. And it's funny because at the end of this race, I don't, maybe it's a lot of these races, but you see the people still coming off the bike uh, to start their marathon. And I feel like a lot of them didn't want to look my way because I was, like grunting really hard and kind of I looked awful and I don't know if that was like scaring them or something because <laughs> it was kind of it was like they don't want to look over there to see what's coming um but I was really ugly the last mile the, yeah. so that was the full Ironman experience I knew that's what it was like what because in Florida um I felt I kind of half-assed the run walked it was kind of and I just wasn't I was I was not like that at the end. Not that mentally like, engaged like you were yeah, in Tulsa. Exactly. I was really kind of, I knew I was already, I was just, let's get this done. It's a weird year. And this time it was like, that's the full Ironman experience was. But at least you got to remember the last mile. I So I ran past Colin in one of our races and I was so out of it. He yeah. tried to give me a high five and 
I completely ignored him. <laughs> yeah, it's just your brain is like mush, right? Yeah, sorry, Colin. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's what happened. Huh? Yep. Your brain was mush. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah, but very cool. So uh, you're you took your ticket, right? You're coming to Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we actually already booked our resort because apparently, or a place to stay because apparently it books up very, very fast. That's uh, up pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, getting together in person here again. Yeah. Here. Here. Does the uh, Everyman and Jack team have their own house or no? They do, yes. Yeah, uh, I got to yeah. figure out uh, what I'm going to do for accommodations. I, I, I may end up staying with them or uh, Elliot's got a pretty nice hookup that uh, I wouldn't mind taking advantage of here too. So, but I have to get there. Uh, he's got to punch <laughs> his ticket first here, though. So, so I haven't nailed mine down here yet, but uh, yeah, certainly if you have any questions or uh, any, any uh, ideas of time on the island here, happy to uh, to help you out there. So feel free to reach out. But um, well, I chose the Royal Kona Hotel. That's a good choice. Okay. Yeah. And is it I mean, almost anything on Alehi Drive really gives you a good experience, you know, and everything like. Really, that. it was more about logistics. I just wanted to not have to drive the race morning. I just wanted yeah. to be right there, and that's yeah. I would have stayed in a shack if that. Yeah. It meant being well, yeah, that's that's normally what it, where uh, well, before Elliot upgraded his life here, uh, used to, <laughs> we used to stay at this place called Uncle Billy's. That's where I've stayed quite a few times, and it's not exactly the Ritz, but the locate you can't beat the location right next to the yeah. expo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, is that the one? Is that the race hotel? No, no, oh. no, no, no. <laughs> apparently, the, the, the race hotel is not good either, is what they said. Oh, Maybe no, not. that's. I mean that one's yeah it's five hundred bucks and plus a night it's uh it's really nice yeah. Well, Collins uh, used to like it's like a Motel Six of. Yeah yeah the Uncle uh, Billy okay. was, uh, uh keep your eye out for the bed bugs you know and. Uh, oh okay okay. <laughs> but uh, but yeah no uh, I'm still amazed I've gotten my wife to stay there three years. That's why ago. she doesn't want to go with you this year. Right maybe that's. Oh that's it. funny. <laughs> yeah, but uh, very cool. All right. Um, so yeah, let's see here. Um, I think we covered a lot of stuff that I wanted to go over to. Ellie, you got any questions? So with signing up for Hawaii, is that the next day still? And was that online or was that in, was that in yeah, did person? Did they have an awards ceremony? Yeah, the, finally, uh, the Monday, it was the, yeah, Monday yeah, from yeah. 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. And I actually didn't even get my bike tonight up. I went to go back to get my bike. My bike stayed in T2 <laughs> all night. Yeah. I didn't know you could do that. Uh, yeah, not, it wasn't the only one. There was a thousand bikes there because just the way this race is, it was just so logistically hard to, every road was cut off. So you would have to like go a different way and no one wanted to figure it out. So we went back to the, to the transition the morning of where the expo is. There is a thousand bikes still there. It was left overnight. Um, anyways, and so then you go up there and yeah, you if you knew you got a slot, which I did finally because of that, that info thing yeah. I, you could just they don't give you little coins anymore no they don't okay. give that until the race apparently right and so they didn't do like an uh, awards ceremony or anything either no no, no award yeah. ceremony you literally walk into a tent and just kind of sign up and mm. drop fifteen hundred dollars right. right here <laughs> like congrats you get to do this again for <laughs> yeah exactly yeah they don't mess around with that you uh no, you miss that time window <laughs> see you later slot you know it's uh, uh -huh. They, uh, they get their money. <laughs> uh, but very cool. So are you going to do much racing between now and Hawaii? Well, I'll do um, the St. George World Championship 
Nice. Okay. Um, which will just be kind of, I've never been to St. George and that's a huge triathlon. That's a huge place to go race. That's a big yeah. race and everyone always talks about it. So I would love to go there and see it. And I was going to do the Des Moines 70.3, but I don't, I think that's like in less than, I think it was like two weeks away. Uh, it's close. So that Is might close? Yeah. I forget the date of that. Yeah. It's okay. real close. Okay. Um, and then like local stuff and training and just working on my TikTok and yeah. I have a big TikTok following. I don't know if you guys know. Yeah, that. you had mentioned that. Yeah, we should. Uh, we've talked about the race here. Let's hear a little bit more. So that is, you know, primarily what you do, right? That is your. Yeah, your I'm close job. to a million followers. I bet by by Kona I'll have a million followers. I'm at seven hundred seventy-seven thousand. So. And follow. so, what do you? So, uh, and I, I will admit, uh, I don't even have the TikTok. App. That's okay. All of you. That's okay. That's a lot of people. That. But it's mostly like, isn't it supposed to be like karaokeing almost music stuff or no? That's how it, that was how it was originally sold. But like, that was like three years ago. Now okay. it's like real video. You know what Instagram reels are? Yeah. It's kind so, of that version, but okay. way better. Like I do many, so you have up to three minute videos, uh, anywhere from 60 seconds. So I do training vlogs. I do all my, I vlog, I do little mini training vlogs of my whole day. Gotcha. And people loved it and started following me. And then, um, so that's what happened on the Facebook live while all of my TikTok followers went on to this, the Facebook live and they don't really follow triathlon. So they didn't really know, like they, they didn't really care about the pro race. They just said, where's Noel? Like these 14 year old, 15 year old people were blowing up. That's why they switched to the camera to me. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they kept sure. No, yeah, they mentioned, you know, that, you know, a couple of times. And everyone was so, I feel like they were a little confused because they're like, I don't know what to do. What do we do? <laughs> <laughs> and so I thought that was really cool. Um, and that was strictly from TikTok. Um, yeah. uh, that's awesome. Um, cool. But but I mean, anyway, that yeah. also gives you the, you know, the time to do 20 to 25 hours a week of training too, right? I mean, so if you're really just covering your, your training, you know, as your, job that's pretty awesome mm -hmm. it's it's yeah it's i also love it i'm i i i love yeah i love it it's a it's a really addicting app by the way <laughs> it'll get yeah. it um but no and now that um yeah so i'll just do that all summer and um i love jumping into local stuff though if there's yeah. there hasn't been any local stuff like i love I would love to do our little local tulsa we have a tulsa triathlon that's not this one a little local olympic distance which I would love to do stuff like that. Um, yeah. Oh, and I sometimes go to training. Matt Hansen has training camps sometimes. I think he wants to do another one uh, in Boulder. Um, so hopefully that pans out. Um, yeah. cool. What are you doing? Are you? Um, I'm going to do a couple. I've got a local half Ironman I'm doing at the end of next month. And then uh, Muscle Man 70.3. Um, and I'm going to do... Uh, this race called Sea to Summit's another local one that's very unique. It's a two mile swim, then like a 95 mile bike. And then you have to run up uh, this pretty popular mountain around here called Mount Washington. So it's a real unique and it's actually like the bike course is technically 95, but it's a choose your own course, you know, kind of thing. It's a fully self-supported. Uh, self, self so it's my first time doing that one. And, uh, um, but yeah, that should be a lot of fun. Then Timberman, they just added back here. Uh, that one's famous it is but you know it's been gone for a few years and then uh, okay. that's that's in new hampshire here you know that used to be kind of our local race so we're very very excited to have that back so 
Um, I was considering 70.3 worlds, but uh, I don't know with doing Timberman now, uh, I'm not sure I'm gonna be able to do everything here. I've already got relatively packed. Uh, actually, I have a swim run race I'm doing in Maine as well, Casco Bay. I wanna do one of those so yeah. bad. Yeah, that would be good for you. I think you'd do well. Yeah, would be. you get to use paddles and a buoy, yeah. all of it. Right? All the stuff, yeah, exactly, so. But you don't use fins, just paddles and buoys. You, you technically can use fins if you want, but no, most people do not just because of carrying them, you know, and, and handling oh. them, it just makes it logistically not worth it, but. Um, but those yeah. are hard to find. I can't find any around here. Where's none? Those are really Yeah, hard. I mean, we'll see. They, I wouldn't be surprised if they start coming. You know, it's definitely the sport's definitely starting to, to get some some real interest and in, in growing. And uh, but uh, it's still definitely in its infancy and, you know, nothing like uh, or they're joking now. It's all it's all the burnt out triathletes that are doing it. Yeah. <laughs> to, and honestly, yeah. swimming and running and then for, and then ignoring the bike. I mean, the bike is the expensive, complicated part. Right. <laughs> Oh, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely, you know, makes things logistically a lot easier too. And, you, you know, a lot of these are on trails and things like that. So you don't have to worry about road closures and uh, right. you know, there's some, some cool aspects to it. So, um, and I actually, I was planning to do that as an individual, but uh, hopefully a friend of mine uh, in this, in our, our Oh, I thought you had to do teams. I thought teams no, were they actually do have, so they only, they don't let you do the long course unless you're doing it as a team, but Oh, okay. um, but I was planning to do, uh, you know, but it's tricky, obviously, right? Then you got to find somebody that swims similar speeds. And right. Similar, so I found, I had a partner who, right? who's yeah. a good runner. I, I was thinking about doing, anyways, we were talking and I had a partner who she, it would be a, a female. She can yeah. run faster than me, but she yeah. cannot swim. So I was like, do I just like, you just hold on to my legs or something? And then we get out of the water. <laughs> That's the only thing I can think of, but. Right, right. Yeah, so. <laughs> um look yeah at so you have to find similar heat <laughs> yeah exactly so i think it actually should work out here i just got to get the our entry switched over here but uh but yeah i'd love to go to st george as well um we'll see though um elliot's pushing elliot, you're doing Coeur d'Alene. that's um a big bucket list race for me i would love to do that one yeah and they so they stopped the full and it's like a one-time yeah. deal so i mean i'm sure they'll probably come out with it again if it's really popular but yeah, sounds I mean, like it's, it's popular. It sounds like yeah. a lot of people are doing it. The seventy point three is really cool, and the it's really cool. The Ironman came back this year, so it's really hilly too, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty hilly. Probably hillier than Tulsa was. I think yeah, a little hillier. I think the runs a little. It's definitely a little bit more rolling. So, yeah. but, but uh, and what Ironman is this for you? How many Ironmans have you done? This will be fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <That's> a lot. <laughs> it's a pretty bad addiction that Colin yeah. and I have. <laughs> I get it. Oh my gosh, I get yeah. it. Yeah. So I, what, actually, last yeah. question for you. So what intrigues you most about you said Ironman distance intrigues you the most? Yeah. What do you like yeah. about it the most? Is it the training or the racing or both? Or I mean the two I've done, I've never even done, like you said, the mass start ones. I've never done I've only done COVID era era races. Right, I mean, I've never even done one before COVID. I don't know. I just really like. It feels like like a lot of them. I, I put a lot of pressure on myself. I'm sure a lot of A type triathletes do. And it just feels like even if you make a mistake, there's just so much more time to correct it. I don't know. Like you can have the worst bike ever, and, I, and I've only done two. Like I said, but I, and like you still have. You can like you said, you have 24 minutes, and you ran a guy down. I don't know. It just and it's also kind of. It's just kind of an epic, I don't know. I've done 
I did every distance now and that one and so far I've had the most fun and like the most enjoyment out of like I don't know I just really liked both of them yeah. and even yeah. the first one yeah I don't know how to I feel like the 70.3 distance um uh I have a, I could I mean you can improve every distance but that one um I haven't had I've done a lot of those and I just have not had as much fun at them as I did these last two Ironmans so yeah cool we like it so yeah Awesome. All right. Well, uh, congrats once again on uh, qualification and just a great race and uh, appreciate you sharing the experience with us here. And uh, hopefully we'll uh, do it again in person here uh, in October. He's going to yeah. give us some open water, some advice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's go swim. Sounds good. We're going to be like your friend and be way in the back though. You're going to have to wait up where you tie us, tie us to you or something. Yeah. Yeah, grab a leg, each of you. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Well, real quick, uh, so Elliot training's going well. Yep. You're just yeah. you're, uh what four, four weeks, weeks away. Yeah, four, four weeks. weeks. So, so um good. I thought that was sooner. I thought it was way sooner. I thought it was like a week from now or something. I don't know why I thought it was oh, so it's a month away. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, towards the end of uh June, right? Yeah. So uh good. So you're getting Good the volume. guy staying with my, um, who was staying with Joe, his name's Michael Wild. He's a pro. Um, yeah. Flatted at Ironman Tulsa and quit, and so he might come. He went all back to the UK. And he's coming back to do that one because. So a lot of the people who didn't yeah. do well in Tulsa are switching to that one. Yeah, yeah, I wonder if like you think Sam Long's coming to Coeur d'Alene. I bet. Yeah, a lot of the people because it's just. Yeah, that's right. Back up. Yeah. Go on here, but uh, let's talk about the pro race real quick here. So, yeah. um, you know, interesting. It certainly looks like Patrick Lang is getting a lot of heat for uh, potentially some bike tactics. On... I have some inside information. Yeah. <laughs> I have, yeah. Joe told you. <laughs> yeah, I have some. I know that. I guess we can say names. Who cares, right? Um, yeah. yeah. That. Whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah. Well, the, the I don't even know him. I just know that the Jan Van, Van Berkel guy who came in second. He pissed a lot of people off, which I don't quite understand because I feel like he still came in second. Like, apparently he did like nothing. Um, no work on the bike. Like none. Apparently yeah. he, did, he basically none. And even if, if you look at Joe's caption on his Instagram at, at the race, it's he mentions him kind of in a funny way, but he's like, it's like getting on yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Apparently in the pro race, it's not very respectable to do that. However, he still came in second, so. Well, yeah. So to fill you in a little bit, and you, I don't know how much you follow Lionel Sanders, he's been really pretty vocal about the fact that, you know, the um, actually, and I should know it off the top of my head, but the pro um, draft distance is 12 meters, I think, right? It was 10 meters. 10. And, it was just 10. Okay. Apparently, so, it's a big, it's almost like drafting. There's like a pair Exactly. Of so that's, that's the problem they're having is they're saying it really needs to be 20 meters, right? To really. Because even though, you know, yes, you're outside of the draft zone, you're still getting advantage by, you know, being just 10 meters back. And uh, I had somebody send the video of Patrick actually um, definitely within that 10 meters. And the guy was actually pretty funny even says, you know, stop drafting. Patrick yells that as he's going by, you know. Really? But, uh, at at yeah. Tulsa this weekend? That happened? At Tulsa, yeah. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Um, you know, so I think a lot of people are frustrated at those, you know, those Uber runners, right? I mean, they all, what, the two guys ran 236, you know, yeah. just insane. And then, I mean, Patrick, it was incredible to watch him run. I mean, it's just like, he's just a machine and he's just like, he showed no emotion. He's just 
flying along at 545s, you know, just his arm swing is incredible. He's just really, really fun, you know, amazing to watch, you know, and you cannot knock his, you know, running ability in the slightest, but uh, where the frustration comes in is just making sure that, you know, it's just not always, I'd say the same effort being put out by everybody on the bike. Yeah. And it's, and they say like, like one of them, like they say, like, now that they know that like they'll never let Jan Vanberg will do it again or something. Yeah. Now right. that's how yeah. you waste. you're screwed right. now. We're not going to well, let you. I mean, you know, the guys like Joe, right. And Sam, you know, and they're, Sam, they're yeah. strong bikers, right. Like I was shocked though. Like even, you know, I saw, I actually thought when they came out of the water, Sam was only what, three or four minutes down. And mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. You know, I was like, damn, he's, you know, he's, he's right in it here. And um, the fact that they didn't catch that first group was really, really surprising to me, you know? Uh, I, Joe, Joe actually crashed. Did you know that he crashed? Oh no, Bruce! No, I didn't know no, that. He crashed. crashed and still had the fastest bike split. That's yeah. His wow. his whole leg the rest of the day was completely m- messed up, and I was like, "That's that's hard." Nothing phases him. Nothing phases these guys at all. Like that's incredible. Because um, who who was the guy that was first off the bike? He crashed as well. Um, he went what down. Did, his name is. Um, why am I drawing a blank on uh, it's the B, right? Yeah, let me see if I can find it real quick. But anyways, they they did okay. have in the foot in the coverage. Uh, they showed him going down. He went around a corner and just slid right out. And he hit pretty good, but he popped right back up and just kept going. Yeah, um, apparently as long as the bike's okay. <laughs> yeah, right. so, wow, no, I didn't know that about Joe because I mean, yeah. was a big group that all came off together that second group and you know running pretty hard. But I mean. You know, as Sam said, I do follow Sam a decent amount too. And what he do, eight oh eight, you know, and he was thirteenth or fourteenth place. Yeah. You know, it's just like that's insane. Um, apparently, the tactics uh, are yeah. Apparently, the tactics pissed a lot of people off. But I mean, I guess it. I mean, if it, I mean, it worked. So I don't know if I don't know if that's yeah. No, I mean, it's just, a new, game. Time, it's just a new game, right? If you're if you're staying within you know outside of that ten meters, you know, and you're not cheating, you're playing by the rules and you know, it's, it's one of those taboo kind of, you know, you frowned upon, right. To be doing right. that. But at the same time, you know, they're not theoretically doing it. Like new game Cause triathlons picture as individual, an individual right. sport with no drafting, but it sure. kind of has turned into that. Uh, with, totally. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I, it, it does really seem like they need to make a change here and they need to extend out those zones here. Um, if that's what they want it to be, if they want triathlon to kind of a draft pack towards right, sort of, or exactly just go yeah. through like the Olympic, you know, ITU yeah, exactly. racing and, and then, you know, you take that out of there. But um, I certainly would like to see it continue as an individual sport. Me and, too. I think that's like what makes Ironman racing. I mean, that's why we have these massive, these time trial bikes to get us right. like it's just turning into, I think one of the problems is these bikes have gotten so fast and people are just like, they're all pretty much similar i mean even you know the the professional races are getting extremely tight you know it's it's incredible how tight those those are but even the age group i mean we were talking about the last podcast in saint george you know the the field was stacked there i mean what do we say 35 to 39 top 50 went sub five or something like that i think in the in the age group and like you know a few years ago that wasn't happening top 50 in the age group went sub five, you know, which is in a tough course too. And, you know, it's just people are overall the, everybody's up their game, I think. And it's just taking people, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's great. It needs to evolve to that. Yeah. Yeah. absolutely. You know, yeah. And, uh, I think people are just getting a lot smarter about their training and nutrition and, you know, strategies and things like that. So it's, it's good. And it's ultimately what's going to push us all, you know, to get faster 
you know, and uh, to get better. So I'm, I'm all for it, you know, as long as we're playing by the rules, you know, so. I actually had to tell someone on Sunday, um, uh, I said this guy who had kind of playing back and forth a little bit, the whole, pretty much the entire bike ride, it was kind of, he didn't stop at the ACH or the special needs bag. I did stop at the special needs bag. I said, I looked back twice and I said, bro, pass or get back. And he, he ended up getting back. But um, I feel like I've said that a few times now, but today that was yeah. all because it kind of shocked him a little bit. He looked at me and was like, okay, like he, he was, he was not 10 meters. Have you ever said that to anyone? Well, <laughs> it, it, does, it does remind me, you know, of uh, another Ironman Florida story that uh, I don't know if you're aware that uh, I took a little bit of, uh, of backlash uh, from a female pro that uh, I did swear at her on the bike course because she gave me, she said it to me first, long story short, I'll keep it quick here. But, uh, and then she, um, she decided to draft off me, you know, nowhere what, near. I, what is her kit? I know exactly. Over, over 30 miles, you know, she just sat behind me. And uh, uh, the fact that she had, you know. This was 2020, right? This was, yeah, at, at this, you yeah. know, this past time there, in Florida, yeah. There was a female pro who, at that race, she was hopping from dude to dude. She would, like, yeah. draft. And then when that dude got kind of tired or something. Yeah. Just and jump she, on that guy. No, this, yeah. she stayed right with me the whole time. You know, oh, okay. Uh, I wondered if it was the same like, one. So we had our little confrontation, and I took off from her, and then she ended up catching me again. And she literally just sat back there for no exaggeration, 30-plus miles. And, like, I kept Do you know who it was? I kept – Oh, I know it was no. Yeah. And then, so the, the, the ironic thing is then she went on social media and she told how the overall age group winner told me to F off. <laughs> and, um, and she, you know, said how, you know, the top age group men are affecting the race, you know, and, and it's such a shame. And, you know, how about the fact that you cheated the, you know, the last hour and a half on the bike while, you know, you were sitting behind me and you don't, you don't mention that in your post, you know, it's just like, Oh, wow. It's ridiculous. But it took, she didn't, she, she, like nothing happened. Like she'll get, she got the award or whatever happened. I'm not sure. I don't uh, know. She, you didn't, don't even, want to she didn't even get in the, I don't think she podiumed or anything like that. Oh, okay. it, was more, well, good. it was just, yeah, it was extremely frustrating. I took a tremendous amount of, of self uh, dedication to not post anything back and, you know, just let it be and just let it pass. But uh, so why, why did you want to do that? You didn't, you didn't feel like saying you just don't want to. What, what do you have to gain out of that? You right. know, like, you know, just getting right. into a shit talking, you know, just back and forth, jibber jabber. And, and nothing's yeah, changed. She knows, it, it, you know, I'll go with karma here. She knows what she did, you know, and if she wants to play that game, good, good for her, you know, but, but what, what crushed me is even then, um, you know, she made that post and then even somebody posted under that, oh, isn't that the EMJ guy that they just uh, interviewed on slow twitch? What a great role model, you know, and like that, yeah. that, that stung really, really badly, you know, and that I do consider myself somebody that, you know, that uh, I certainly hope my children look up to and uh, that, you know, is, is playing fair and people should, you know, hopefully want to look up to. So that hurt me a lot, you know, and uh, but, I, you know, what, what are you going to do? You know, you're never going to make everybody happy. And, you know, if you're going to go paint a, you know, bogus picture online, then so be it, you know? So, um, but. I bet. Uh, and I, anyway. and I, I will say, I don't think, I think, yeah, if she know, I mean, probably at some point she will get, 
What I wanted to, to say to her too, is she is on Strava, but she doesn't have the flyby feature enabled on her account. Cause you know how the flyby will show where you were in relation to people. So if she uh, enabled that, then, uh, it would be pretty interesting. If I had that data, I probably would have posted that. And said, oh, hey, because you can yeah. see the entire last hour. Yeah. She was you like, can, you know, when you ride with people, right, you can do flybys and you can. Oh, okay. And unfortunately, she didn't happen to have that uh, feature enabled, hmm. so, um, which is too bad. But uh, man, I don't know. I would have, I feel like I would have, <laughs> I don't have the restraint, this helper restraint. I, I get it. It makes sense. You don't want to, but I mean, yeah. Yeah. But, just ju yeah. just by judging our conversation today, I think you would have said something. No. Yeah. <laughs> I can't help it. Yeah. But I, I mean, I think that's why they changed the rule in Hawaii. It's so I think the females, the pros, start like half an hour before right. men. Well, so. I heard in Hawaii they're thinking of doing like they do for the seventy point three world. Oh. I heard they're going to do the split. Oh. They, you know? Are they not doing that? I that's what I heard either. they're thinking of doing. Would you like that or not? The split days i i like the way it's been i don't see you know but if if i guess if you know it's going to prevent women from saying these things and you know using this then i guess i'm i don't really care that much but, but apparently the locals don't want that because then yeah. it would be like two, two days. days yeah yeah days, apparently yeah. the locals do not want that right. but, but yeah. yeah so well cool all right i got a kid to go pick up here so uh yeah, so time to uh pull it off here well, yeah, nice to finally meet you, Colin, and talk to you. Yeah, absolutely. Person. No, the, thank you so much for coming on. So, uh, yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening here. And uh, we'll be back uh, with Elliot, hopefully, training well here and getting prepped up. And maybe we'll sneak one in before the race. But uh, definitely. Yeah, uh, hoping to join you, too, in Hawaii. Yes, good luck, show. Elliot. Good thank luck. you. Thank you. Cool. Bye, All right, everybody. Signing off here for now. Everybody have a good one. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye, guys.